0: I'm aware of everything that's wrong with me But still you accept me anyway I live with the past I can't get past and it still haunts me So I'm asking for the courage to make a change By your grace What is going on, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Next Milestone Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Moran, and this week we're going to be talking about my recap from the Louisiana Marathon, which was my first marathon ever. Um, yeah, so it was on January 14th, 2024 in downtown Baton Rouge. It uh, The course went all throughout. The city of BR uh, I had a pretty good nutrition plan laid out and you know kind of had family members to provide me the bottles at certain areas as many people had done and uh, pretty much use the course map to the best of my ability if that makes sense so I'm gonna just go ahead and get started and just kind of explain my theory behind my plan. I guess I don't really know how to explain it best, but um, I pretty much broke down the course into nine sections for myself. I I wasn't concerned about the miles. Well, I mean, which I was. Don't get me wrong. Because the miles is what made me select the breakdowns, but the way that I strategized was basically at the five k mark, I was gonna take off my shirt that I had over like the racing singlet and take my first gel, and that was you know right after mile three area, and. That was the first mistake I made during the race. I did make I did make plenty of mistakes actually. Um but I'm very happy like with the time that I, I received. I don't think I could have I mean I could have done better, but what I'm getting at is like I don't think even if the things would have gone right that that uh I would have been any faster I don't believe. I I I don't know. It's a tough spot. Uh <laughs> I'm trying to be as as humble approaching as this as I can because at the end of the day when I first got to the starting line I told myself I was not racing this race for me. I told myself I was uh you know racing this this race for God, you know, and for my future family, if that makes sense. Um, I had like a whirlwind of emotions going through my head, you know, like before the race started, like I'm sitting here like not talking to anybody and like fighting back tears of my own, you know, kind of like just like in a dark space, kind of. I don't know how to really explain it. It's just like Throughout that journey of 2023, like I went through so much stuff and it, uh, it led me to become the guy that I am now. And it's kind of like emotional, like really kind of thinking about it. I'm not crying right now, but I'm just like really envisioning how it was, what my mindset was that morning, you know, and, uh, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. Like, I can't I can't explain it. You know, it's hard to tell somebody a story like this and if they didn't walk through your shoes or did what, you know, you did or have done what you've done. But, you know, the, the past is behind me now and all that stuff has literally, like, been shed off of me and I, I can't be more blessed and, and thankful that... I am where I am now, but anyway, like, let me just go ahead and get started again with from the beginning. So the gun goes off, right? And we're taking it off and right before you get to mile one, probably three quarters of a mile into the race, you're going up a hill and I was watching everybody going around me because I was sticking to a plan. So I had these times written down on my arm the day of the race in some of these race photos if you go and look on my instagram or facebook or whatever you you'll be able to see on my left forearm right below my watch i had a bunch of numbers and essentially those were going to be my splits in batches of miles so my original goal for this race was to run this race in three hours and 30 minutes and I did succeed that goal uh, I will tell you all my time throughout this process I'm just going to go ahead and kind of wait a little while because I need to explain myself but <clears throat> anyway so I'm running a slower mile than the pace group and I, I know the pacer personally for the 330 group As I run with him, you know, kind of often with some of the group runs that I do. And uh, I told him, like, look, man, like, don't be looking for me in the beginning. I'm going to be holding back. So just, you know, y'all do y'all. He's like, all right, cool. So things were going perfectly as I had planned in the beginning. But I was going a little bit too fast than what I had planned. I was going slower, but I was still going too fast. And then I felt like this urge of I had to pee. (laughs) You hate to hear it, right? But after I crossed over this bridge through my one marker and you go around a curve, probably about mile and a half, there's a water station there and they are giving out like a the little cups. I don't think there was Gatorade there. I think it was just water. I don't drink the water at the at the stations due to, I just really don't know how to drink the water out of the cups. I've tried plenty of times. Like, I mostly, if I grab the cup, I'm just going to throw it on my face to kind of like cool me down, but it's, it was cold, so I didn't need to do that. But they had a porta can there, and I jumped in that thing. There was five, and like the first three were red. I was like, no, no. Like, I'm going to have to keep going, you know, and wait a little longer, but the 4th one i think was open so i jumped in that one and uh i had to pee and i had these gloves on and i'm like sitting there and my my shorts are tied right like tight and i can't get <laughs> the shorts untied so i had to roll up my shorts up on the right right side of my leg and i just peed that way so it was uh it was interesting <laughs> bathroom trip to say the least but uh so i paid real as fast as i could right and then jumped out the can and continued to to do my run um so then i get through mile two and everything's going great and i'm back on track so the first mile i'm gonna pull up my splits but i think it was right around eight eleven. i want to say if i remember correctly and then the second mile, I think it was like 844. And my plan was the first two miles to run 830s. So it kind of balanced out just about right. So in my head, I was back on track. Well, my plan was after mile three was to pick up the pace. And I did do that to catch up to the 330 group. Well, this is where things kind of went wrong. So, I had a shirt drop. So, I had a family member that was supposed to meet me, like I said, at mile 3.1. Well, as I was coming down this hill in mile 2 and 3 quarters, I guess I'll say, they were there. They were too early, and they weren't They weren't aware. They weren't looking for me. I wasn't looking for them. I just, like, happenstance saw them. You know what I mean? So my plan was to have this shirt off already and to have it like in hand and just throw it and be a smooth transition. And then I was going to pick up the pace. Well, I had to stop running completely, take off my hat in a panic. Like I'm, I'm trying to take off the shirt. It's get stuck on my gloves. My sunglasses get stuck in the shirt. We have to like shake the shirt to get the sunglasses out. And I was probably there for like 25, 30 seconds. It felt like forever. And, You know, I get the sunglasses back on, get the hat back on. And then I was like, y'all are supposed to be down the hill. You know what I mean? But they kept doing whatever they was doing and I kept running. And uh, that was like the only interaction I really had in that moment. Well, I get to mile three and I start picking up the pace. And then I see the family members. There was another family member that was in that correct spot. So like it would have worked out, but like I did not know in that moment they were going to be split because they were supposed to be together. So I didn't know if maybe something had happened and, you know, maybe one one of the family's members didn't make it or whatever. But anyway, there was a little bit of a miscommunication there, I think. But it ended up working out. I got the shirt drop off and I had hit the gel that I had in my shorts. So now I'm running. And so my mile three was a 727. Because at this point, I'm trying to catch up to the pace group of the uh, sub-330. And I keep running. I get to mile four. I'm still kind of soloing it. You know what I mean? I just passed up the 340s. And I pass up another water station. Obviously, I do not get anything. And I'm running with no handheld at this point. Um, so, I continue running. Get on to LSU campus right, right now. And... Keep running and uh, everything is great. We get to right around Tiger Stadium to mile five and I hit the 330 group and my goal and oh, let's say the the uh, the pace for mile four was 732 and the pace group um, and the pace for mile five was 728. Now, like I said, I'm back with the pace group at this point and i was supposed to you know slow back down and run and run the 8s with them until i hit the half marathon mark and i was running with them and i just i felt really good that day and previously patrick fellows in a different interview had told me you know like in the beginning you're going to feel great you're going you know you're going to have that momentum you're going to want you're going to want to keep going and i really was thinking That in my head in that moment. And I was like, this guy, Patrick, has ran these marathons. You know, other people have told me what to expect. They've told me that this is, you know, expected. Like, you're going to feel like you you can do more. And just to hold off until the half and then see what you can do. And I had that thought in my head. I had that thought in my head. And I was like, you know what? I know they know what they're talking about but I think, <laughs> I think I've think tra- i trained a little bit differently than what most people have done. You know, like I do lots of strength training. I've, I've done tons of long runs that were in the 20s, and I said, I can do this. I said, I'm selling myself short by being in this 330 group, and I had that feeling all along when I committed to running 330. I felt like I could go faster. I just didn't want to... Have that embarrassment, I guess you can say, of telling everybody I can do 330, and then I end up having, like, you know, some injury or something that day, and I do it 350 or a four or whatever, whatever the case may be. Or my original, original goal before I really knew what I was talking about, I told myself I wanted to go sub three. And that is still on the horizon for me, especially after what I had done. But at that time to the later version of me of 2023 I learned a lot and I also realized how much work it actually takes to get to sub 3 and I realized that it is achievable but it's going to take time especially for me as I had just started running last year of 2023 to you know this year's now January of 2024 so i'm officially you know done i guess you could say with my running debut season the rookie season is officially done for me um but to continue on with the story (laughs) i i picked up the pace needless to say and mile five was a, a 728 so now we're leaving LSU campus at this point, um, and I get to mile six, and this is where I have a group of my friends um, meeting me to give me a bottle. And inside of the bottle, I have some Go One More uh, mix, and if you don't know what Go One More mix is, it's uh, what the actual name is, G1M Sport, but it stands for Go One More. And it's this powder mix that has, you know, like sodium and carbohydrates in it. And you just mix it with water. You can either mix it, uh, I think like 16 to 20 ounces is what they recommend or 15 to 20 ounces, something like that. Well, I put these in the Nathan handheld bottles. And it was right at 16 ounces, I think. And a couple of the other bottles were 18s. But it's just water and one scoop of that. And inside of the pouches of the bottle holder, I had three gels of the Go Gel, the endurance gel that they just came out with uh, last year. So I had been training with these for a while and they, they just fit good with my stomach. Uh, they taste very similar to the spring energy gels and they're like pretty... Oh, I wouldn't say they're cheaper. Oh they are cheaper, but they're not cost efficient either, if that makes sense. Like because obviously the spring energy gels are not cheap. These aren't cheap either, but they're cheaper. Um, it's not cheap like the goo gels, but the the goo gels just don't don't sit well with me. They're too thick and they make my stomach hurt. So I decided to opt out on using those. And the reason why. I had um people bring bottles for me is because on the course with the water and stuff like that, they had goo gels as like the the um I don't know what, what you call it, like the race sponsored uh you know, that's that what was that was what was provided. And like I said, I don't like those, so I just had some people give me what what I do use. So uh like I said I didn't use any water, any Gatorade, any goo gels that were provided on the course, so everything that I used was was my own stuff. And uh so I picked up that at mile six. Uh it was like the 10k mark, so like 6'2. And mile six was a 749. And after I get the uh package from them of the bottle and the gels. I consume a gel because I'm taking a gel every three miles for the marathon, and I start sipping on this drink as much as I need. It, I, I normally during my training runs I would just take a, a sip or two per mile, but I had so much fluids and so many miles to go. I didn't want to allow my nutrition to go like you know depleted, and then like where you're getting like thirsty or tired or whatever. So I started just taking it in just as much as I could and at mile seven I started to experience a little bit of the left leg <laughs> muscle fatigueness I guess you can say and I experienced that at the Tiger 10 k so I kind of after mile seven was done mile seven was a 715 and I experienced that for a little bit. I said, well, let me slow down for a little while. So, mile eight and nine, I ran 735s. I I was trying to be mindful of that injury because I knew if something had happened and I get hurt right here, it's over with. You know, like I'm going to be the the guy that (laughs) that DNF'd at at mile eight. And I I know I have more, more than me in that. More more in me than that, so I was like, I'm just going to be nursing this, and I can, I can buy some time back. So, that injury, I wouldn't say injury, but that muscle fatigueness or crampingness feel, it lasted for the re- remaining of the race, uh, to say the least. It, it didn't get better, <laughs> ever, but... I was just mindful of it and uh, I, I did push through. I mean I had no no other option, but we, we keep pushing, right? So mile eight and nine was 735s. At between mile eight and nine, I dropped the gel on the ground. so I had to stop as well for a split second to pick it up because I needed it right And uh, so th- I lost a little bit of time there. That was a uh, mistake number two. Um, So we go in, run past this uh, little water station at mile nine and then we hit a hairpin turn and then we're running about this uh, city park golf course and then you get to mile 10 and we're running uphill now and you get to like this tennis courts area and it's loaded with people, lots of people here at this cheer zone area, I see some of my family members there, the ones that were at mile three point one, station number number one, and the few that were um, walking that I actually gave the shirt to that were supposed to be at three point one, but were like I guess they were going to station number three, but uh, which is near mile ten. I guess they were just heading that way to you know get ready and on a spot or whatever for me, but ended up working out. Found them. And we continued pushing. Um, So then we had to take a right-hand turn to go to mile 11. And the half marathoners split off right here. So they take off and they hit a hairpin turn. And they go back downtown. Um, If you're a fool like I was, you keep going. And then you're going through kind of like mid-city area of Baton Rouge. And so... Let me go ahead and give you all the splits on that. So mile nine was seven thirty-five, mile ten was seven thirteen, mile eleven was seven fourteen. So, you know, push through, and now I'm I'm a solo dog right here for a good while. It's just me and I'm just eating people's lunch that are not in pace groups. So I'm just uh, you know, taking souls as David Goggins would say, right? But I pass up probably like 10 people to 15 people, I would say, between mile 11 to mile 13. And I catch up to the, what's the next number? The 320 group. So when I hit the sub 320 group, I'm like, well, I'm 10 minutes ahead of schedule right here. And I start calculating in my head, you know, what's my next move here? So I'm running with them in in 320 for a while. And we're at the uh, half marathon mark at this point. So I'll give you the splits at mile 11 is 714, mile 12, 720, mile 13, 720. And we keep going and I hit mile 14 and uh, we hit a hairpin turn. And when I hit the hairpin turn, I passed up the pacer. And I was just like, you're holding yourself back again. So, so let's let's roll, you know. Uh, I picked up the pace a little bit more. So mile fourteen, seven eleven. Um, I picked up a bottle right here. This is station number fourteen number four for me. And I dropped a bottle, I dropped the empty one that I picked up at the six point two mark, scooped up a new one right here uh and it had three more gels in this one as well a gel at mile 15. uh oh sorry I, I was not saying that the rest of the gels that i had eight but so mile six mile nine and then i had one at mile 12 and then I had another one at 15. um all right let's keep going now that that's out the way so anyway mile 14 was seven eleven, and mile 15 was 706 um I had some people right there cheer me on just to cheer a cheer spot and we kept rolling running through the water station uh across a big intersection and then we would go through this other neighborhood and we're at mile 16 at this point I slowed down a little bit again because I was feeling that leg you know it was it was kind of bothering me again here so I slowed down a little bit more uh so mile 16 was 730 mile 17 was 736 And mile 18 was 726 and right here these miles that I'm running there is nobody I mean like nobody it's just dead like you're running I mean every now and then you have a like somebody cheering you on but it's not like it was between miles uh, you know one well between miles two through I guess 11 and 12 it was a madhouse and about the half mark they had lots of people doing the bottle swaps and stuff like that over there but like i found that miles 16 17 and 18 it was dead um that was just my personal opinion but so anyway like i said those miles were just, uh 730 736 and 726. um so then you enter this neighborhood do a little loop i dropped the bottle The one that I had picked up was at the half mark at the mile 18 mark. Right past 18, probably like 18.2 if I had to guess. Uh, Hit the loop and then I get my last bottle that I'm getting for this race. After mile 19, probably 19 and a quarter. And mile 19 was 7.11. I was running empty handed for a little bit between 18 and 19. So I guess that's why that split time picked up right there. And the... Bottle swap right there went really well. Um, so then we start running into the 20s at this point, and uh, I pick up the pace again. So, pick up the pace, start burning some people right here between mile 19 and 20. So, like I said, mile 19 was 711, mile 20 was 707, and then I get to a stretch where it's just me for a while, like I'm not seeing anybody everybody's, like, behind me, I'm not looking back, and, like, the next people I can see are, like, way ahead, and I figure that was, like, the 710 group, I mean, 310 group, but I wasn't sure, you know what I mean, I, like, I I don't, don't know if it's just a bunch of stray people or people that are holding water cups out, you know, in the middle of, of the uh, road and things, but so I'm just kind of grinding on my own right here, and just intrusive thoughts are, are entering, and at this point, um, I I knew I was gonna finish, and I knew I was gonna finish ahead of my my time that I set. And I was kind of getting like emotional, you know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about all the people that that had doubted me like along the way, and there's been a ton, <laughs> right? Um, so I was just thinking about that. And like I said, I I didn't cry, but like, it's just like, man, like your, your eyes are kind of like watering and like you're fighting like that feeling and like you're happy and you're like, I don't know how to explain it well, but I don't know. So I was just kind of grinding right there on my own and just like, let's just keep the momentum going and don't let yourself fall into the 730s. That's what I told myself. So we kept the the pace above 7:30, and uh, so mile 21, 7:23, mile 22, 7:20, mile 28, mile 23, 7:28, mile 24, 7:23, and right there at mile 24, I made it back to where all the people are. Right, so I'm getting the uh, the some is moving again, and do my last bottle drop probably like uh i don't know 24 mile 24 and a half and i'm running empty handed all the way back so i I was lighter and i was feeling refreshed hit my last gel that i was going to take right here so i actually hit two gels back to back i hit a gel at mile 24 and then i hit another gel at mile 25 so i was juiced up you know what i mean like there's no more short-term carbs I could have consumed for this little stretch, and I was going to burn them. My plan was to sprint out the last the last two miles, right? Uh, so mile 25 ended up being 723 again because you have to go uphill at the end because obviously at the beginning, that's all you at mile one was uphill, and then we went downhill. So mile 25, you had to go uphill and then down so hit that 723 and then whenever I came down I started cooking. Uh so from mile 26 the pace time for that one was 658 and then that quarter was 627. Um I couldn't be more pleased with the outcome of this race. Like in all reality I think I I I knocked it out the water. For a first timer, for somebody that's only been running for well, running competitively for a year, I think I did pretty good. So, I'm gonna give you all my placement, official times, and my average pace. Uh, so, my chip time was three hours, 15 minutes, 21.65 seconds. The gun time was three hours, 15 minutes, 39 seconds, and 0.4 seconds. Uh, my average pace was 727 per mile, and my overall placement was 79th out of 1,013 people running the full, and males 25 to 29, I was 10th out of 76, gender, gender, gender place I was 76 overall. And like I said, it doesn't give you a count of how many males and females there are. So I don't know what the overall gender place is, but I came out 76 overall, whatever that number may be. Uh, So the splits um, for the segments, uh, first 10K mark was 48 minutes, 55.93 seconds with an average pace of 754. Um, up next, the halfway mark, uh, so half marathon mark right here, 50 minutes, forty-eight point four eight four six seconds. I'm sorry. So half marathon mark was 50, 48.46 seconds. Uh, and that was an average pace of 722. Mile 20 mark was 50 minutes. seconds average pace 717 final 10k mark 45 minutes 24.49 seconds which is an average pace of 719 per mile um yeah like i said i couldn't have been more pleased with the way that that came out um you know there's lots of room to grow in here for me i'm really excited to see what i'm going to do for these next two marathons that i have coming up within the next two months um as many of you know i'm doing the austin texas marathon on march not march on february 18th of 2024 and i will be doing the los angeles marathon on march 17th 2024. so these are all roughly 30 days apart Um, like I said, I'm super excited to see what I'm going to do. I've been told by many people that Austin, Texas marathon is very hilly. Beware, pace yourself. It's not going to be flat like Louisiana. It's, it's a different beast. And I, I'm well aware, I understand everyone's concerns and I appreciate it. Um, honestly, like I said, I'm still new to this, right? This is a, I just finished my first marathon. I don't know what to expect for a lot of this. I didn't expect to go 315, 21 at all. Like at all, you know, I was going 330 is what I told myself and I was uh, 15 minutes ahead. But after I completed that, I know I have more to give. So we'll be seeing what I'm going to do. I'm not going to say a number due to the fact of the terrain, and the course is harder. It is still 26.2 miles, but it is a different beast. And I know this, and I will see what the Lord allows me to do. Um, Like I said, I, I couldn't be more thankful and more blessed for the way that this race had came about. The uh, family and friend support that I had was tremendous and I couldn't thank them more either but we're not gonna cry it's over with (laughs) but yeah super happy that everybody came out and I'm thankful like I said um so as you all know as well on the back of my bibs after I get them I write a bible verse on the bib and the bib number was twenty four eighty one, if y'all feel like going look up the stats of everything that I just read to y'all. And I think they'll add some photos and stuff too. And uh if the photos come out in time for this this episode, I will probably change the um the photo for this episode to one of the marathon photos. But The Bible verse that I picked was Psalms 23, 3 through 4. And this is the same Bible verse I have written on my Alpha Flies. But it says, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. for For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Yeah. Um Um <laughs> I thought about that the whole time I ran. And uh I think that's what got me through it, honestly. It wasn't the amount that I trained or anything. It was just like, you know, coming out of that journey, the valley that I went through. And really trying to like find a new, new version of myself, I guess you could say was uh was what got me got me through that don't get me wrong i trained i trained like hell too i <laughs> i logged a ton of miles and i'm not done uh have a lot more miles to log and a lot of speed work to do because uh yesterday i went and ate lunch with uh one of my buddies And we both agreed to BQ for 2026. If you don't know what BQ means, it means Boston Marathon qualify. Um, So that's our goal. Um, Obviously, everything is a year delayed. So whatever you do, it's for the next year because obviously Boston Marathon, they already have their people selected for this year. So it's impossible to get in. And obviously I am not fast enough right now to get in. So my goal to BQ is going to be 254, 59.9. And that goal scares the crap out of me, like straight up after running 3.15.21 to think about shaving 20 minutes off is scary. Um, but I know I'll do it and I know the Lord will guide me throughout this process as well. I'm looking forward to the journey and the friends and family members and People that'll be here with me along the way. And like I've told you all before, I kind of quit doing this for me. Uh, I'm doing this now for the purpose of, you know, being a good role model for my future kids. Um, Doing this for the purpose of being a good leader for my future family. And doing this to be the strong man for my future wife that will appreciate it. You know, it she won't have some some weak guy at home that's gonna buckle under pressure every single time. And uh I feel like these hard tasks of running these fast pace distances and lifting these heavy weights and all of that combined is is Sharpening me. So that's why I'm doing it. It's not to lose weight anymore. It's not to impress anybody. It's to be the man that's gonna make my future kid proud. So with all that said, it's time for you to get back on your grindstone so you can achieve the next milestone. I've, been set free. I've got a lot long- but Lord, I know there's not a step I'm gonna take when you're not with me. I've got a long way to go, but Lord, I know there's not a step.